In a computer realm, right, we are now making transistors that are about 65 nanometers square. Now, that, put it this way, it's really small, really, really small. But so on the size of your thumbnail, the company I worked for was Nikon, and we had this huge camera kind of device called a scanner, and we would put the image of the computer chip down on a, a wafer, and we'd make it our computer chips, right, that you have in your, your, your laptop. So that transistor went from this size down to the size where on your thumbnail there's roughly 980 million transistors. So they're that small and they work that efficiently that that's the, the technology that we were building. So all that to say is that our mind is, is like a gateway. This is the processing unit, just like a, a, a CPU or a microprocessor processes all the information for your laptop or your computer, our mind does the processing for us. What I mean is we take in situations, conversations, movies, music, media, scrolling, whatever it is, um, and then we, we compute that or we process it based on uh, our emotions, our morals, our experience, our thoughts, our, what, what we're going through, what we need it to do, and that gives us an output in our words, in our actions. And so we're known by, right, we're known by what comes out, but it's all to do with what, where it starts in our mind, right? So we're known by this, and I had a good verse, um, if you want to put up the next one, the next one, um, yeah, not that one, Luke, Luke 6. Yeah. Right, let's read that one. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. So if I'm bad in here, you can't expect goodness to come out, right, of my actions and my words. Can you put up the next one, Romans? Um, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. This is the kicker. For, for the carnally minded, um, or the, the fruit of the flesh is death, but the fruit of the Spirit, or the spiritually minded, is life and peace. So we have two worlds that we can focus on, the Spirit or the flesh. The fruit of the, the flesh is death. The fruit of the Spirit is life and peace. Ah, mate, hang on a sec. I think I'll go for the Spirit, right? So we have a choice, right? Then we've got to be careful about what we take in, what, we, what we're consuming, um, the mind. So we know that there is a consequence for what we take in. I also want to focus on this. We are in full control of this piece of real estate. It, it, it's, not, it's not my wife, she's not in charge of my mind, it's me. It'll always be me, and it's you. You are in charge of your mind. Now, you might think you're not, and we've had um, the grandkids for the last few days, and that's been, I, I yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, I see. You understand that point. Um, 
I was in charge of my, my output, put it this way, but my mind was like, mm, there's a, a lot going on. Anyway, death versus life. Mm. All right, I also want to say this. When it comes to input, I said we have control of what goes in. Um, there's a, a great scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 4. I don't think you guys have got it, so I'll read it. It says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This is the kicker. Bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. So, on a practical level, you know, I'm watching a movie and I'm enjoying it, blah, 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 and then something happens, I'm like, hmm, okay, that thought, I'm sorry, I'm taking that one captive, sorry, you, you can't go in here. This, this is good, it's clean right now, I can't have you, sorry, turn it off, off. So we've, we've got to make choices and, and, and the word disciple is so important because the word discipline is right there with disciple and we need to have discipline. We need to make good choices. We need to build strong habits. And so it's, it'll start with something small, what we watch, what we listen to, what we even speak about. Now, the Bible is, is full of wisdom. Proverbs, read a chapter a day. Make that a habit. If you're married and you're a husband, read it to your wives. I, I, I cannot under-emphasize, under under-say. I cannot say strongly enough how important this is. There. You try doing this one day. All right, eh? Okay, so we have control. Now, these were my main points, spirit versus the flesh. Um, so we, we know that there are consequences for living in the flesh as a consequence for, or a fruit for living in the spirit. I want the spirit. And the spirit is um, focusing on, on God, his attributes, what Proverbs says, because it's all there. Now, um, the second point is... How to find hope. Hmm. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, 1982, I was a young fella. Um, I had just gone, I was up in the mines. I lived up in Newman, up in Panna. I was on a drilling rig up in Rudal River doing ex exploration dr drilling. It made the money, but it wasn't a fun job. So, Part of all this is when you live in a mining town, it's not a godly place. And so you see, you hear, you do things that just are of the flesh, right? They're not godly at all. Um, when I became a Christian, I went to Hong Kong, and I was really concerned that my mind was just broken. It was a gutter. It was, how do I fix this? Is there any hope for me? Is there any hope? And, and God said, yeah, Murray, there is. And, and what I want you to do is I want you to open the Bible and I want you to read it. Read as much, as, much of it as you can. Read it as often as you can because the Bible says you will renew your mind. 
Okay, so there's a promise there. God has, God has made us a promise that we can renew this little piece of real estate despite what we've done to stuff it up, despite what we've done to, to pollute it, corrupt it, break it. If our me- mental health is not good, there is hope. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah. All right, so we can just by reading the Bible. You might think, Murray, that doesn't sound like it'll work. Trust me, it does. I went to Hong Kong with Youth with a Mission and I said, God, how can I become new again? How can I become naive, like childlike again? Because I was severely, I was worried. I, I, so I did, I read, I read, I read, I read for probably I don't know, a month, two months, every morning, Old Testament, New Testament, you know, Samuel, Chronicles, even the law, you know, Leviticus, Numbers. And an amazing thing happened. Um, God renewed my mind. I, I was like a kid again. I was brand new. It's like my mind was just washed. And God started to show me that when, when I sin, when I'm living in the flesh, it's like putting on a pair of glasses that have a, a different color lens in them. Right, you've seen orange glasses or pink glasses, and everything you look at is, is tainted by the lens you're looking through. So God had given me a new set of lenses I could see clearly. And, and it was such a wonderful thing because only we can see what's going on inside. Only we know the truth about what we're thinking about, what we're carrying. And... Um, Often it's evident in our words and our actions. Sorry if this is a heavy message. <laughs> but it's, I think it's important. Um, so it's very important to, to not even lie to ourselves. If we're having issues, to say, look, sorry God, I'm delusional. I thought, I thought somehow this was going to happen. I know it's not. And I'm sorry for thinking the wrong thing. Please forgive me. And please change me. And listen, it can be that quick. If you sin, if you've done something wrong and you say, you know, sit there, oh, brooding, poor me, poor me, poor me, just zip it and, and pray this, Lord, I'm sorry. I did this. Please forgive me. In Jesus' name, amen. Done. Now, the armor of God, which we can talk about more later, but it has a breastplate of righteousness or a clear conscience and it's that quick if you've done something wrong i'm sorry please forgive me boom it's on right and the enemy can come and fire those accusations at us again and say but yeah but you did this but you're a liar well as a matter of fact yeah but i'm forgiven right so i don't have to carry that anymore god wants us to have a clear slate he wants us to have a clear conscience he wants us to be looking through clear lenses he wants our minds to be focused on the spirit, not the flesh. All right, so how to find hope. I'm doing well. I haven't stared at me iPad too much today. Um, another quick story. Um, Fran and I were watching a movie some time ago, and it's funny how you watch a movie, and it, it, Blind Freddy could see that it's not a good movie to watch, but you, you watch it anyway. <laughs> Right? And, and this movie was called um, Abused by My Lover. Abused by My Lover. Oh, oh, I've got to watch that. And it's like, anyway. So here's the story. Some guy 
abuses some women, woman who loves him. Right? We knew that was coming. But then... And this is my point. It's like, how much stuff do we watch? That? Anyway, so anyway, in the story, the guy abuses the woman. And I'm like thinking, oh, that's terrible. I, I would just want to beat that guy up, right? Well, I can't because it's on TV, number one. <laughs> number two, the movie ends. And I'm still angry. And I'm... Th- I, so here's my point. I bought into something I shouldn't have bought into... There was no resolution for me, and it was my own stupidity for watching it in the first place, right? But my, my point is, how much do we buy into, how much do we intake that affects us in some way that we can't fix, nor should we ever fix? And, and that's why the wisdom of the Bible is so important. You know, Proverbs just goes on about wisdom, you know, a quiet answer turns away wrath. Um, Anyway, I won't go into all, all of that, but that was, you know, all right, how to find hope. Put on, put on our armour, right, our armour. Make sure our breastplate of righteousness is on. Make sure our helmet's on, which protects our mind. It also, you know, in the old days, the armour was very important. And, and as a young Christian, I had to come to terms with armour because I said to God, this is junk, God, why is it in the Bible? You know, and he said, Murray, it's in the Bible, so let's look at it because it's all there for a reason and it's very important. So to have, you know, the armor very quickly, have your feet ready to share the gospel. I found when I sinned, if I had, my mind was in a bad place, I couldn't share. I couldn't pray. I couldn't read my Bible. I was a wretched creature, right? Until I got right with God and then I could. So have your feet ready. Have your breastplate on which is your clear conscience. Have your helmet of salvation on, right, which guards your minds, but also identified you back in those days that said, hey, I'm a soldier under this guy, this commander. So we are identifying ourselves as followers of Jesus, right? We're in the Lord's army, so to speak. And then to have our sword of the spirit ready, right? Our, Our sword, the word of God. When Satan says, did God really say, you can say, As a matter of fact, he did, because I have this scripture to back it up. So memorize scripture, know what our promises are, know that God has given us, you know, all these tools for every situation with money, with relationships, with our talk, with lust, with anger, um, everything there is a, a, there is a tool. Okay, so I want to finish by giving us a recipe for a healthy mind. And, you know, we talk about a recipe for a healthy body and we have salad and, you know, some nuts and grains and all that stuff. But I want to talk about a recipe for a healthy mind. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, I love because he, he talked about this extensively. And so Philippians, let's put Philippians 4 up. Um, I want to talk about this. A lot of times um, with our walk... There are conditions. Um, my mum said to me the other day, she said, Mary, um, God showed me this. If I want to see a sunrise, it, it doesn't just happen. Number one, I have to get up before the sun. I have to go somewhere where I can see, right, facing east. Then I have to open my eyes and pretty sure I'll, I'll see the sunrise. So there were conditions to 
having that happen in my life. Now, there are conditions to living in the Spirit, to getting close to God. And uh, you guys doing all right? You with me? Okay. So, all right. So I'm going to back up before that, and I'm just going to read the precursor to, to this. Um, it, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness or your peace be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Finally, by, uh, with thanksgiving, by, with prayer and petition, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, Let's just unpack that a bit, right? So it starts with the word rejoice, and, and it's like, oh, let's rejoice. Well, do we even know what it means? We don't really use that word, so just looking at the meaning, it says, be exceedingly glad, okay? All right, so let's be exceedingly glad, and you say, why? All right, well, let's look at the next couple of words, in the Lord. All right, so let's unpack God, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit lives inside us, sent the Holy Spirit to be our, our teacher and our guide. We have Jesus who died for our sins and Almighty God who is the creator of everything, who holds everything together. So focusing on him, what he's done for us, eternal life, then we can be exceedingly glad, right? We say be exceedingly glad. Why? In the Lord, what he's done. And again, in case you forgot it the first time, and it's actually a verb, it's not just a suggestion, it's a doing word, rejoice again. So be exceedingly glad for what God has done, and then when you're rejoicing, you will have some peace, some, ev- some gentleness, so let that be evident to everyone, don't hide it, right? Why are you smiling? Oh, because of the Lord, you know, come on, let's speak about what God's done, let's share it with everybody, this is good news, yeah? So let your peace be evident to all the Lord is near. God, I look around, God knows every one of us, every one of you. He's carefully crafted every one here. You have gifts and attributes that maybe you don't even know about yet. Maybe you've been waiting for him to use them, but he loves every one of us and he has a plan Isaiah says, surely I have plans for you to, to give you a hope and a future to prosper you and not to hurt you. So there is a God who loves you, has plans for you, so we can rejoice in that. Let our peace be evident to all, right? And we are safe in Christ. So because of that, we can relax and let our gentleness um, be evident. Now, the last thing, be anxious for nothing. Anxiety, anxiety, what a killer. Anxious is, is to be stressed or experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness, usually regarding an imminent event. Um, my anxiety. Um, my grandson, Brixton, we got pizza last night, and he'd asked for Hawaiian, right, ham and pineapple. And he said, did you get it, Muzzy? Did you get it? And I said, yeah, I got it. And so we picked it up at the pizza place and we put it in the car and he's looking at it, looking at it. Is it right? Is it right? Is it going to have ham and pineapple in there? I said, look, mate, it's good. I got it, you know. And, and he's like tried to lift the lid and check and I'm like, just relax, relax. And finally we get home and he rips it open and he saw that it was there, right? He'd been anxious for that whole trip. I know it's a stupid story, but 
He'd been anxious about his pizza, and I trusted him. <laughs> I said, trust me, it's going to be all right. So how many things are we anxious for, right? Knowing that God, the maker of the universe, just says, done with a word. With, with a word he spoke and a planet was formed. With a word he said, let there be light. All right, is it time yet for kids? All right, so having said that, sorry, I've been on, on the kid patrol for the last week. So don't be anxious for anything. And this is, this is like the dessert for our, our meal. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So this is a promise from God. And I, I, I liken this to, I was talking with one of my daughters about how um, if you picture like a little crystal figurine that is so delicate and so beautiful, right? And we, we kind of put that out in the world and we're scared that it's going to get broken. Um, God is, is like saying, look, I'll wrap that up in three feet of bubble wrap that you can hit it as hard as you like. Nothing's going to break that. Nothing's going to hurt it because I will protect you. And that is kind of an image of God's peace. That he said, I will guard, I will guard your heart and your mind. My, that is huge. And so as Christians, you know, we need to take those promises and, and say, God, you said this, right? The devil is always going to come and say, did God really say? And, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't know. I thought he did. But it's because we don't know the word, right? We haven't read it. If we read it ourselves, we say, oh, you know what? It, it actually does say. And that's going to be our strength, Christian. Okay, so... So in summary... We are dual. We have two sides. We have the spirit and the flesh. The Bible says, don't feed the flesh, you'll have death. Feed the spirit, you'll have life and peace. Right? The battle is real. It's not going to go away. But you have control of your mind. You have control and you can take every thought captive. Right? You can have your mind renewed. That, that's a promise, and that is powerful stuff. So we should, you know, be making changes, little habits. Start reading the Word. Wake up in the morning. Give God the, the, the first tithe of your day. You want to bless God? First thing in the morning, crack the Word open. Read the Bible. Read a proverb and a psalm. It's the second of the month. Read number two. That's a good starting point. So I encourage you to do that to renew your own mind, change your own mind. It's going to affect your life, your family's life. And so, yeah, that's my prayer. Now, I think what I'd like to do is if the band wants to come up, um, let's just pray. Um, I'd like to take a a little bit of time. I I know we've got to get the kids, and if you have to get the kids, go grab them. But um, what I want to do is, is just want to have some time to, to focus on our own minds. If, if we have sin, um, just to sit quietly and say, God, I'm sorry, I did the wrong thing. Please forgive me. Have a clear conscience immediately. That's the first step. 
And, and if you're struggling with other things, to, to start thinking about what you're thankful for. I'm thankful that I'm here. This place has come together really well. Remember it was empty and Kerry and I put the pink bats up in the ceiling. That was a horrible job. But here it is. We can be thankful for that, for our health, for the fact that we're not starving, that we're not in war. Um, so just to practice thankfulness and... Um, yeah, so let's all stand up and we'll, um, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you care about our, our mental health. Thank you that you care about our spirits and that you've given us your word to change us. Thank you that we have hope in you, um, that we can turn things around, that we can renew our mind. And so, Lord, we um, just invite you here this morning um, to speak clearly to each one of us. If we need to confess something, if we need to focus on thankfulness, and um, yeah, we just give you this time, just a, a few minutes to, to focus on you, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, um, we invite you now to, to speak. Yeah. So let's just take a, a, a minute now to just think about those things in your own mind. If you need to confess something, just do it quietly with the Lord and, and get that clear conscience back. If you need to tell the Lord to, how thankful you are and, and remind yourself of, of how God has provided for us, then do that. And also while we're, while we're standing here thinking about the, what the Lord has done, I want to give you the invitation if you don't know the Lord, if you've heard a lot about him and you want to you meet the living God. And as, as we're praying, it's, it's as easy as this to just to, to tell the Lord that you want to change your direction. You want to make him your God. You want to experience hope and peace and eternal life. So if that's you, then I'm just going to pray and you just re repeat after me and we can turn your life around now. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you that you are a loving God. Thank you that you care deeply for me. Thank you that you have the power to change my life. And Lord, I invite you to be my God. I invite you to come into my heart. Give me the fruit of the Spirit. So please forgive me of my sins. Please give me a clear conscience. And please show me what you have set out for me. I'm ready for a change. And I ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. All right. Amen. Thanks again for hanging out with us on the Tribes Podcast. Before you click off, before you move on, I would love to encourage you to take a moment 
and pray. God wants to speak to you, not just through this time, but continually throughout the day. So take a moment and ask God, what is he asking of you? Have a great week, my friends. God bless. We'll see you next week.